Welcome back, guys, uh, to another episode of the Wedding Photo Podcast. Uh, I just got done with a full day of shooting family sessions. Um, This is a really fun time of year because we get to do a bunch of these. And um, a lot of these families are families that um, we, we shot their wedding. So we shot their wedding, then they had kids, and then they come to us and we get to watch their kids grow. And it's, uh, it's really cool. Um, we also have some families that um, we've been photographing for years, like many, many years. Um, Maria and I have been uh, shooting together now for maybe like five years, but I've been shooting weddings for maybe nine and just photography in general for easily over 10. Um, there's one family I got to do recently. Um, it's three sisters that I've been friends with since I was in high school. And, um, when I was in college, uh, the oldest sister asked me to shoot her wedding and I wasn't even a photographer yet. Like I wasn't even interested in photography. She knew I was going to film school and asked me if uh, that was something I'd be able to do. And I told her, I don't even have a camera. I I mean, I have a film camera and she asked me, um, well, if I buy you a bunch of rolls of film, could you photograph uh, my wedding? And that's exactly what we did. It was a small backyard wedding. Um, I was not a photographer and I photographed an entire wedding on film. And that was kind of cool. And this was like many years before I even decided to get into photography. Um, But yeah, I've been photographing their family for that long. That's like, I don't even know how long that is. Like that's over 10 years, which is pretty cool. So I get to watch all their kids grow. Uh, They come back and um, it's just a really, really neat experience. So I just got done with a whole day of shooting families. That was really fun. And also uh, election day is on Tuesday. So uh, make sure you guys go out and vote this Tuesday. Uh, Make yourself heard. Um, It's the only way we can uh, create some change. So that's a little side note. Uh, This episode is brought to you by IE Photo Rentals. IE Photo Rentals is a rental house located here in Southern California. They rent out camera equipment, audio equipment, lighting equipment. Uh, They have everything that you need for your next shoot. Um, If you go in and mention this podcast, they'll give you 10% off. Um, Everyone there is really, really cool. Um, they will help you out if you want to test out some of the equipment. If you want to try something new, they'll bring it out for you. You can play around with it. Um, it's really cool. So thank you, IE Photo Rentals, for uh, continuing to support this podcast. Uh, I hope I didn't keep you guys waiting too long. I know you guys just heard the last episode uh, with Steven, and you know we cut it off because uh, it's a two-parter. So um, Steve's back on the podcast today to finish up our conversation that uh, we started on the last one. Again, this is a two-part series. We talked forever, so I, I ended up just splitting it into um, two episodes. Uh, so yeah, so uh, on the podcast again today, I've got Stephen Van Elk. Uh, some interviews.
reviews back in the day for my video production company. And uh, the interview I shot with one person was all like one video file, like 10 minutes long of like me going back and forth with him. Yeah. I get back to like edit it and that one video file is just missing and <laughs> I'm freaking out because I didn't do like a second video yeah. file. Like, like, I, like some, sometimes when I do an interview, it's like I do the interview and then like I will go back and like redo all the questions again to try to like do like a little bit different wording, see if they answer something different. Yep. And like, I'll start like a new file right before I do that. Yeah. And I didn't do that that time because <laughs> I was pressed for time. <laughs> and so it was like, Oh, his entire interview is gone. Like I don't have any of it. Oh my God. And I had to send the card in somewhere <laughs> to get the file saved because it was unreadable <laughs> and it cost me like 80 bucks. And oh I was like, my God, Oh dude. yeah. It was, it was one of those things too, where like you're just hired to go out for an hour and shoot. And it's like, I got paid two fifty for that hour of shooting. <laughs> so I had to pay eighty bucks to save the file, and it's like they hired me like for like five other jobs before I sold the business. So I was like, in the end, it was the right call to make yeah. because otherwise, it's like I lost that thing, and you know, they're not going to hire me again. Do so. Do you use a specific kind of memory card, like a specific brand? Um, for that shoot, back then, uh, I don't know. I don't think I had specific stuff back then because no. it was like an amalgamash of like me and my co-owners like equipment. So it was like whatever I found when I was leaving. Yeah. Now Jen and I shoot almost only with SanDisk and we don't, we haven't had a problem since we switched over <laughs> to all SanDisk. Same here. I've, I've we have always... some like old Lexar ones like SD cards and we haven't had any problems with the Lexars either. So we, I, we only shoot SanDisk, uh, but the only time we've had a problem, well, besides the one I just talked about, that was SanDisk. Uh, but it was a uh, Kingston. For whatever reason, I just had, I don't know, whatever I got, like, it was one of those package things that came with, like, a six, uh, a Kingston 16 gigabyte card. And I never had a problem with it until I did one of my uh, sister-in-law's photo shoots. And uh, everything on it just went corrupt. I was able to, to um, recover all the files from there. And mm -hmm. I mean, we lived with them at the time. So it was something, you know, worst case scenario, we just went out and did the, the photo shoot again. Yeah. But since then I was like, we're never, you know, moving away from SanDisk. Jen had a, when we we're first starting like the business up of Jennifer Van Alk photography, she had a transcend card oh, go God. bad <laughs> on an engagement shoot. And that was what prompted us to move over to all SanDisk. I was able to recover, I think she she shot like 300 photos. I was able to recover 290 of those photos using, I think it was like Recuva or something like that. And so I was like, well, we only lost 10 photos and we're not going to deliver 290 <laughs> photos. We're only going to deliver like 50 to 60 photos for yeah. that engagement shoot. So it ended up working out in the end. But it was it was super frustrating. It was one of those moments, like at the beginning of uh, Jen and I's like career with this. It was mostly her career at the time. I was <laughs> I was helping out with like the website. Yeah. And I did like some video. I did video at the first wedding she ever sold. Yeah. So like she was doing photo, I was doing video. That's how the business started. Like with that. Um. So like this was like this this engagement shoot might have been like pre that, and I like went along with her to a sister on it. So I was there. I was a part of it, but it was it was like it almost ended the business before it like officially started <laughs> because 
it was so upsetting. Dude, if if Transcend was um, as reliable as Sandis, I would spend the twenty dollars to replace all my memory cards tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Um, yeah. What do, so what do you do if a if a camera falls and just breaks on you? Mm, so someone that. A, someone asked me that. Uh, um, well, I'll get into this a little bit more after this. But um, yeah, if uh, my friend who asked was shooting film, and you know he has he had to leave one camera like on a on a tripod, and I do that when I shoot film. I don't actually use a tripod. I use a monopod with the little legs on it. It's not mm-hmm. the Manfrotto though. It's a different brand. So those three little legs are actually. Ben Rao? No, no. Oh, don't lie to me. You're using Ben Rao. That's what no, everybody that's, uses. No, no, no. It's not them actually. It's it's probably a cheaper brand than that. But this. <laughs> <laughs> but this monopod is really really good. I'll show it to you later. But uh, the legs on it, they're longer. They they work really really well. And uh, when I'm in a ceremony, I'm not afraid to walk away from the thing. You know, those Manfrotto ones, the little legs are tiny. You know, they're just like to stabilize, but mine i could walk away from my camera and as long as long as i know no one's around it like i'm not afraid to leave it there running um but what would you do if if you did watch it fall over and just smash on the ground i would just quit i just walk away (laughs) like i'm done with this wedding i'm done with my life i like how Uh, all your answers to all these problems are like i quit (laughs) i quit wedding photography and videography (laughs) i mean (laughs) <laughs> the real answer is I would quickly set up like a new camera or I would just keep shooting and pretend like it didn't happen. Um, and let's just let that camera lie there on the ground <laughs> and, you know, hope that nobody saw it. And then later I'd go get the cards out and see, you know, what had actually worked and what hadn't. Yeah. Um, you know, but at that point in time, when that thing falls over, you're, you're so upset. And it, here's the thing. Like Jen and I were shooting a wedding recently and she was doing photo and I was doing video and I had a camera set up on a slider. Um, I wasn't actually doing any sliding with it. I just wanted like a camera that was low to the ground and it was like, Oh, I have a slider that is, you know, low to the ground so I could throw it on that or I could, you know, take out a tripod and like try to get that as low as I could and it wouldn't be as low as I wanted it. So I just had it on the slider. And when, um, Jen went to pick up her bag. She didn't realize that her bag strap had like gotten tangled in the slider's foot somehow. <laughs> um, and so she picked it up and flipped the slider oh and the God. camera went and just hit face down. And like it was on the side of like a curb, like on the side of the street, basically, because um, they were doing the first look and the first look was in the middle of the street. So she picks it up and the camera just flips straight down and just hits the pavement. And lens first and it was a 24 to 70 lens on it and I I picked the thing up and I was like hey I'm just gonna check on this real quick and I had a second shooter I was like hey can you cover this for me I just I'm gonna go and throw my camera on a gimbal or something like that is what I said in front of everybody who was there and then I walked away to the car and just had like a meltdown because I was like oh my gosh what just happened uh, this camera it's broke and you know, it's probably my fault because Jen probably put the bag down first and I put the slider on top of it. It's definitely not her fault. Um, so, so I had like a minor meltdown and then I came back five minutes later and you know, kept shooting. But it's like, I, I needed a second because I couldn't, I could not stand there in front of everybody and pretend like, Hey, I didn't just destroy this lens and this camera. Um, 
and th thankfully the lens and the camera both still work fine to this day. They, they, I didn't have to send them in to get fixed or anything. Like, there's yeah, no but problems. when it when it happens, you're like, uh, I yeah. just lost four thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah. Huh. It's just on a 5D Mark II, so. Oh, I just bad. lost three thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs> That's still scary, man. That's so scary. But I, I guess, like, uh, you know, what you have to do is just. I mean, in the end, you have to keep shooting, right? That's kind of what you have to do. Got to keep shooting. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was at a wedding now, recently. Now, that's your only camera. Like, you don't have a backup camera or no. any other cameras. Like, what do you do? You got an iPhone, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it, you really... Have you ever shot anything with an iPhone at a wedding, Ulysses? No, no. What? Oh. <laughs> that's your best friend. What am I doing wrong, man? Please tell me. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I will, if I'm shooting something, and, like, I got, like, a camera on a tripod or two cameras on a tripod and, like, another camera on a monopod, and I'm just like, oh, you know what would look really cool right now? Because I, I got this shot on this monopod that I don't want to walk away from because it's a cool shot, but it would look really cool if this chair that is, like, within, like, you know, a foot or two of me, if I did, like, a like a, like a dolly pan sort of move out from behind the chair right now, and so, like, I just take my iPhone, <laughs> plop it down, and just move it over. And everybody looks at me like I'm crazy when I do something like that. And then when I put it in the video at the end, they're like, oh, man, that was a really cool shot. How would you do that? I'm like, remember when I pulled my iPhone out and you look at me like I was crazy? That was that shot. I can't tell if you're being serious or not right now. No, I'm 100% <laughs> okay. serious right now. Your iPhone is an incredibly good camera, and most people don't believe that, but it is. You know what? It's just really wide angle. So. I do, I do, I do believe you. There, uh, I've done like like 4K test footage on it, and and it's really really great. But I haven't actually like because I have these cameras, I haven't actually like made a video on my iPhone. So I avoid oh, my I iPhone. a lot of videos on my iPhone, really? but like not like for weddings, like yeah. for no, like, yeah, just yeah. testing stuff out. Yeah, yeah. Well, recently we got the the Sony A6500, and the thing's the size of an iPhone, basically. You know, so every, yeah, no, that thing's awesome. I love yeah. it. Yeah, and every time we need to do video, like that's what we use. So to this day, yeah, I haven't really had to uh, pull out. Oh, you know what? We went to Oregon and we were shooting vlogs for for Gabriel, and when we were we went to uh, the aquarium, there were a lot of times where I didn't want to pull out the the joby and the camera and the microphone and everything so I, I just did it all on the iphone that was the only time but you're right the the footage you know, gabriel really there's gonna good. be no audio from this part so don't <laughs> talk <laughs> no we got audio it's good it's a good enough uh microphone there <laughs> um so like i'm 100 serious though like you can you can get apps for your iphone um what are the apps that i typically use uh filmic pro is what I usually use when I'm recording uh, video. There's also an app called Manual that I use to record video because it allows you to set everything up manually. So you can say, like, I want to shoot this at 24 frames per second or I want to shoot it at, you know, 29.97 uh, frames per second. I'm shooting, you know, 30p at its drop frame, mm -hmm. you know, something like that. And so you can set everything up and you can say, like, I want to be at this ISO and I want to be here and everything. Um, also, if you're shooting photo with your iPhone, you can shoot uh, similar to the manual app that I have on my iPhone. There's a app called Raw, same concept, just uh, manual does photo and video and Raw just does photo. And I find yeah. Raw to be easier for your just photo. Um, and so you can just pull out that 
raw app and you can shoot raw photos on your iPhone. Um, they're going to be a lot grainier than if you're using your actual camera. They're not going to have that bokeh and depth of field that you want. But in a pinch, if you've got no other options, it can save your butt. So what you're telling me is uh, when you're at a wedding and that camera falls and breaks, the first thing you do is you bust out your iPhone. That's what you're telling me. Bust out my backup camera. <laughs> <laughs> and if that also breaks, then iPhone. Yeah. Uh, so like recently we were shooting my sister-in-law's wedding down in the Dominican Republic and I ran into a situation where I had a camera on a tripod doing video. I was doing photo cause Jen's actually in the wedding as the maid of honor. Um, so she's not shooting at all. So I'm doing video and photo at the same time. And I was like, well, I could dual wield and like have a camera that's doing like photo and a camera that's doing video or have just one camera where I switch back and forth between photo and video. And it's like, that would like be really difficult for me to do. <laughs> and I was like, you know, it'd be a lot easier if I just pulled out my iPhone and I shot some video with my iPhone while I was doing photos. And so I got a lot of weird looks from <laughs> my sister-in-law's friends and family who were there. But I was like, it's, I'm doing a free video for them. So it's like, you know, I have a good camera that's set up and it has like a decent shot. And like, these are just like little like drop in shots I'm going to get. Like I didn't bring with me like, you know, like a 70 to 200 or like a bunch of different lenses where I could have gotten like different, like, uh, focal lengths and stuff and like done something super interesting. So it's like, what can I do with what I have on me right now while I'm shooting? And so I just shot a ton of footage with the iPhone and I've already looked at the footage and it's like, you know what? It looks great. Like it's not something <laughs> I'm going to go around and sell to people. Like I shoot with my iPhone, but <laughs> it's like, if you're in a pinch and you don't have any other option, your phone is amazing. That's true. That's yeah. true. So do what Steven says, and uh, next time your camera breaks, uh, just bust out your iPhone and shoot a whole wedding on it. <laughs> oh, don't do that. Don't do that. Oh, man. Okay. Um, we were in a situation. We, we shot a wedding on uh, New Year's Eve. That was actually a really fun wedding. Uh, the ceremony took place outside, and uh, when we got to the location... It, this uh, this New Year's Eve decided to be a rainy day. So, um, oh, a rainy day on a, a New Year's Eve. Mm-hmm. A rainy day rainy on a day. New Year's yeah. Eve. Because well, I'm in Indiana. I know. I was about Indiana. to say. Central I was about Indiana. to say. We're over here in California, yeah. and when it rains, we're like, "What? It's raining. This is weird." You know. So try to put yourself. Try to put yourself. Yeah. Try to put yourself in in California. Um, and just think like, Done. you know, it's, it's Thursday before the wedding weddings on, on Saturday, right? It's Thursday mm-hmm. and you're like, Oh, every, you know, you're prepping your equipment, you know, because you're being an early bird and you're like, Oh, it's, you know, it's, it's uh, 95 degrees outside. This is going to be a great weekend, you know? And mm-hmm. then Friday comes along and it's 90 degrees outside. It's still going to be pretty awesome. And then on Saturday, it just decides to be 70 degrees, uh, which is still pretty great. But it's raining like crazy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's 70 degrees. This is so cold. <laughs> you know what happened? Uh, the first wedding Jen and I shot together was a New Year's Eve wedding. Uh-huh. It was the one where I was doing video. She was doing a photo. Um, she went outside to do some portraits 
with a bride and groom. Yeah. It was so cold, the battery in her camera froze, <laughs> and she couldn't shoot any portraits. She had to go back inside with her camera to warm it up. So, and I mean, I'm only in Indiana. There are people who listen to this podcast, I assume, who are going to be from Canada um, and Alaska and other places where it gets much, much, much colder. <laughs> but, you know, you, you want to complain and cry a little bit about 70 so anyways, degrees in rain. We were in, uh, in good old Southern California <laughs> 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 and it rained the day of, and, uh, I mean, we already mentioned this earlier, like, uh, rain doesn't really scare me because we shoot with cannons. So I'm down to go out in the rain. But the the ceremony was outside. They set up a bunch of uh, easy ups for for uh, for all the guests, which was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. It rained at the wedding. So what would you do in that situation? You're outside and it's pouring rain and they just say, you know what? We're going to go out and we're going to have a wedding regardless. What do you do? Uh, so Jen and I had a wedding last year. Very similar situation. Actually, we had like two or three weddings last year with a very similar situation where it just started to rain during the ceremony and it was outdoor ceremony. They didn't have a backup plan. So they just went through with it. And I can tell you exactly what happened. Um, I wear a suit to every single wedding, um, jacket, vest, tie, dress pants, Mm -hmm. dress shirt. Um, so I took my jacket off and gave that to Jen and she put that over her camera (laughs) and I took my vest off and I shot from underneath my vest. Nice. That is what happened. That's what you do, man. Yeah, no, that's true. (laughs) You know, if if there's any, uh, cannon shooters out there, you know, I've always trusted my camera in weather like that. And if I don't a little bit, just like you said, just put something over it, you know? Um, what was, what happened at that wedding, um, it was raining hard, but there was those easy ups. Some people had umbrellas and honestly, I didn't, I don't think I ever had anything over my camera. It was, it was raining hard, but not like too crazy enough for me to trust it. Uh, but there was these two videographers there. They were also shooting Canon, right? But they were in a panic about their equipment. And, um, like during the well, ceremony, it depends what gear you have. Cause I think it's like the five D Mark three where they started weather mm-hmm. sailing or something. Like yeah, that. no, they had five D. So if they're on like, if they're on like sixties or seventies or five D Mark twos. No, they were on five D threes. They were on five D threes. And, uh, because I asked them, you know, they were, they were, they were being overly protective. They were freaking out, you know, they were sweating about it. And I asked them what they were shooting on five D threes. And I told him, I was like, dude, you guys are fine, man. Like, it's raining a little bit. If you want to just put your arm over it or put your jacket over it, like, you're good. But they were freaking out because those videographers borrowed all the equipment from their friend. (laughs) 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 So then I I was like, do you want my jacket? (laughs) Do you want want to (laughs) cover it with my? I totally understand that. Dude, that that rain got crazy, man. They had like a whole tent set up for the reception, which was really great. But we were on a like on this like a farm vineyard, and uh, it was raining so hard it was creating pools around the the tent. And the, mm-hmm. I remember the DJ. We were good friends with those DJs. They were having trouble because like where they were set up, there was like pools of water, and they were trying to move their cables. Yeah. And I think they had a like malfunction like one time. 
And every time anybody, like, uh, the guests created an opening in the tent, and every time you'd go out it, like, you'd pull the flap open, like, uh, there was, like, a waterfall of water that would fall on the first person. (laughs) 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 That ended up being a really fun wedding, though, man. Like, I want to see the pictures from that wedding. That sounds like a good one. Besides that. (laughs) I've got a friend. Uh, my friend George out in El Paso, Texas. Okay. He, oh, so you can share George's name, but you can't share the name of the girl who went tackle a videographer. Well, I asked him and he, and he was like, I was like, I'm going to share your name. And he was like, no, don't share my name. And I was like, I'm going to do it anyways. So, uh, George, <laughs> <laughs> no, he gave me permission. Name sharing. <laughs> he gave me permission. It's all good. So he just shot his first wedding film ever. Uh, he's, I don't think he's even done wedding photography. He's got a background in film. We went to uh, film school together. Uh, he works for a local uh, news station as an editor and, uh, and, uh, he films, he films there constantly. So he knows what he's doing. Uh, but he got hired to shoot his first wedding film and he did all his prep work beforehand. He asked a bunch of questions. He watched a bunch of videos, um, but it was it was pretty funny and interesting to hear like what happened at the wedding. Mm-hmm. So uh, he ended up um, shooting for this couple, um, and they didn't they didn't pay a whole lot. But again, it was his first wedding, and he kind of fell into it like it was a friend of a friend kind of thing, and he wasn't too interested in doing it. But they were like, "We know you're good at what you do. Can you just please do it? We'll pay you this much." You know, it was like one of those things. And so he said he'd do it. <clears throat> and, and he was like, however much you just said, double it. Double it. <laughs> so, uh, so it, uh, yeah, he asked all the right questions. He watched a bunch of videos. Um, he, he watched a bunch of, uh, videos that other, uh, wedding filmmakers have done. Um, but again, when you go into it the first time, like, you know, you're not always prepared for what's exactly going to happen. It ended up being a Catholic uh, ceremony, which we didn't discuss about beforehand. <laughs> and he got the worst case scenario, man. He got the worst case uh, scenario. Like full, full so, uh, whatever it's called with <laughs> communion and everything where it's like an hour and a half long. So, yeah. So that was a problem. He said he walked in to the church and uh, again, like. We never, for whatever reason, we never brought up the fact that it was a Catholic wedding or else I, I even felt bad. Like I would have like helped them prep for that a little bit better, you know, but it just never came up. And, uh, he walked in, it was a Catholic wedding <clears throat> and there was like an usher who was in charge of the whole place. And when he walked in, he, the, the usher told him like, Oh, are you doing video? Yeah. Okay. Pick a side left or right. And he was like, uh, what are you talking about? It's like, you can only be on the left or the right, <laughs> you know? And, and the photographer chose the right side. So he's like, okay, I'll go to the right too. And, uh, and then he was like, okay, well, can I at least set up a second camera somewhere? Is it okay if I set it up in the center aisle? I need to get them like walking up and down the aisle. And the usher told him like, no, that's, that's in the way of everybody. He's like, what if I just put it right here? And the, the baptism fountain was right there. And the usher told him like, no, that's a sacred fountain. We don't even want it anywhere near the fountain. So it literally was like the worst case scenario. Like they didn't want him putting anything anywhere, you know? 
And, uh, and I told them about my story with, with the Catholic wedding. Like, uh, we've been to some pretty strict weddings, but we've been enough, we've been to enough of them where we know the questions to ask ahead of time. Um, but I was at a wedding where we asked ahead of time. Okay. I'll just tell you the story real quick. <laughs> Have I told you the story at the Catholic wedding when I got yelled at by the priest? Okay. I'm going to tell it to you right now. <laughs> So, um, we went to a Catholic ceremony and when we showed up, we parked in the back and there were these three guys. They just looked like they were, I don't know, like they were helping at the church or something, but they were just hanging out, sitting on top of this ledge and dressed like boys to men. Yeah. Pretty much dressed like boys to men. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. I wish Maria could hear this right now. Anyways, uh, so her and I started walking in one direction, and one of the guys whistled at me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he whistled at me, and like you know, in in my in my eyes, that's not very respectful. But I was like, no, what? I looked over at him, and he pointed in the opposite direction and whistled again, meaning like walk that way. But he whistled again. And so what I did was I pointed in the direction he told me and I whistled back. <laughs> I was like, that way, that way, <laughs> you know? So I kind of, he disrespected me. I disrespected back, you know, <laughs> that was the whole idea. And he didn't like that, but he, he was like, he nodded. So we went around and I didn't pay attention to that guy, but we went around and then uh, we walked in the church. We were looking for the coordinator of the church and it turned out to be that same guy, that same guy, <laughs> that same guy came walking up. He's like, you're the photographer. And he was already mad. Right. Cause he recognized me right away. He's like, you're the photographer. I was like, yes. And I was trying to be nice to him, even though I, he just disrespected me and I disrespected him. <laughs> you didn't disrespect him. I dis- he disrespected you. He did. And you responded in like kind. What you did wasn't disrespectful because he had already done that to you. It's like, this is how I communicate with people. Yes. If you had like talked to him, that would have been <clears throat> breaching like this whole new realm of communication. You don't even know if he's capable of that. You know what? You, at that point in time, probably thought he only communicates. Yes. <laughs> you are absolutely correct. But he disrespected me and I intentionally <laughs> disrespected back. <laughs> so I'm going to be honest here and say I disrespected his ass. All right. Anyways, so I. I disrespected him. <laughs> so he came up to me. He was upset, right? You're the photographer. And right away, he was like not happy with me. Uh, but I was still trying to be professional at that point. And he gave me all the rules. You're not supposed to move. Pick a side. Choose which side. You know, that. Uh, luckily, both Marie and I were shooting. So when we're in that situation, I don't have to move a lot. But uh, a lot of Catholic church, if, if you're pretty nice with them and you, you can get away with some things, you know, if you're respectful, you can get away with certain things. So Ulysses is winking at me. <laughs> I'm not winking at you. <laughs> anyway. He just winked again when he said he's not winking at me. This is so crazy. Oh, God, I hate podcasts now. <laughs> I'm not winking. <laughs> so anyways, the ceremony starts, right? And oh, no, before the ceremony starts, I'm looking for that coordinator again because I had a question for him. You didn't just whistle? I didn't just whistle. No, I'm pretty sure I could have. Found him. <laughs> so I'm looking for him. Couldn't find him. Disappeared. 
And so we set up for the ceremony, whatever, we get ready. And then uh, the priest comes out. Guess what? That guy was a priest the whole time. I disrespected the priest <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> oh, man. Wait, right. So what you're telling me mm-hmm. is that the priest, instead of talking to you, whistled at you mm-hmm. like a construction worker cat calling a woman walking by. Exactly. Um, and then the priest <clears throat> intentionally deceived you, yep. lied to your face, saying that he was the coordinator and not. He didn't the say he was a coordinator. I assumed intentionally deceived you, Ulysses. <laughs> intentionally <laughs> deceived you. Yes. And then he got up in front of everybody and gave a sermon, <clears throat> like yeah. he didn't just sin twice. That mother. Anyways, uh, yeah. So he <laughs> he was up there, and. I'm going to be honest, man. I was trying to be respectful at that point because I saw who he was and I was like, oh, man, you were not. I was Don't already. Lie. That made you want to be more disrespectful. I absolutely did want to be more disrespectful, but I was trying very hard not to be. <laughs> so Maria set up in the back, you know, to do all the photos on the backside. I set up on I think I was on the left. But, you know, you know, Catholic ceremonies are an hour long and and I got ADD. I can't sit still in one place the whole time. So I was trying to um, I was moving around a little bit, but I was trying to be very respectful. And I didn't think I was doing anything wrong. Like I moved from the front of the left side to the back of the left side to talk to Maria and then back just a few times, but there was one time where I went from the left to the right and I started walking down the aisle because they were in the middle of like of a prayer. Everybody had their hands up. It was just a perfect like photo op, you know, and I was walking Mm -hmm. down and I was taking some photos and And you hear a whistle. (laughs) No, man, (laughs) the priest stopped the entire ceremony And in the middle of me walking, he was just like, and I just want to let the photographer know I'm going to wait for him to stop moving. So we're going to stop everything now until the photographer stops moving back and forth from that. He called me out in the middle of the ceremony and everybody whistled in. (laughs) (laughs) This guy sounds like an asshole on a power trip. Oh, God. You know, if I whistled, nobody else would have gotten it. I would have been the asshole in that situation. No, no, you would not have been. He was already, he basically said to the entire congregation and everybody there who wasn't a part of the congregation that he was an asshole. He stopped everything. He stopped everything. Nobody was looking at you. He stopped nobody everything. Nobody was like paying attention oh, to you. He did. After he that. was the only one paying attention to you. And he was paying attention to you because he was being an asshole. And yeah. he was specifically waiting for you to do something like that mm-hmm. so he could call you out because he wanted to embarrass oh, you he based on hard. everything you've told me so far about how he had treated you the entire day. <laughs> what sort of human being whistles at another human being? Like, this is not a good person. I I agree with you. <laughs> Dude, he called me out in front of everybody. Everybody turned and looked at me, but the best part is that everybody turned at me and started laughing. And I I laughed back. I was like, yeah, this yep, this me. I'm moving around, I guess. Like <laughs> I wasn't really doing anything wrong. And then Ulysses raised up both of his hands, gave the gave the priest a double deuce. Oh! <laughs> both fingers straight up in the air, and then he did the the 
the DMX suck it? Is that is that what it is? Yeah. Uh, yeah, right? That was the last time I entered a, a Catholic church. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, now man. when they find out Ulysses is going to be shooting a wedding there, they just pour some salt around the entire church and Ulysses can't cross that line. <laughs> In fact, every time I tried to pass that line, my feet start to burn. It's really, it's yeah. this weird thing, man. I don't really get it. No, yeah, but if it's um, too close to the line, the, the priest will just come <laughs> up and flick some holy water in his face. No, even you know what? Even the even the bride and groom were almost a little. I don't know if they were embarrassed, but they even like apologized a little bit. Like we didn't know he was gonna be like that. Like no one expected yeah, him to be because that. there's no reason for him to be like that. No, he's but doing it, that because he's on a power trip. Yeah, it has nothing. Yeah. Like, you it started from the it started from him. the beginning. You know, and yeah. and and uh, you know what? Like. Uh, I, I instigated a little bit of it. Like No, you did not. Because he saw you and he saw your bags and he decided I'm not gonna be a human being and talk to this guy. I'm gonna whistle at him like a dog. <laughs> like don't don't give this guy any credit. Don't don't back <laughs> off and be like, Oh, I instigated a little you didn't instigate this. Well, you know what? I could have chosen not to be an asshole back, but you know what? I can't help myself no, sometimes. No, you can't. <laughs> I didn't know he was the like, priest. Look, I tried not to disrespect people back. If you disrespect me, I'm I'm gonna ignore you. I'm gonna be passive aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> but instead, I decided to be an asshole. To just look at Maria and be like, I guess this guy thinks we're dogs. He's whistling at us. <laughs> Just really get the point across to him that whistling's not cool. Like, this is this is the day I decided to be an asshole to the priest of the Catholic Church. You know. <laughs> <sighs> okay, so let me get back to my friend's story. So, uh, it, the priest was actually cool to him. He was doing video. He he told me that he asked the priest uh, to mic him up, and the priest was totally cool with that. He mic'd up the priest for the ceremony. So that made me think this had nothing to do with the priest. The usher was was the issue in this situation. The usher didn't want him setting up his tripod anywhere. He only wanted him to stay on one side. And uh, mind you, this was his first wedding film he'd ever done. And he was kind of in a panic because he didn't know what to do in that situation. He had all these ideas of like shots he needed to get for his video. Uh, so what he did was, you know, when he told him to stay on the left, anytime something was happening, he started to, to like move. Uh, through the pews to like try to get a better shot and every time he got close enough um, he would see the usher walking towards him and already like nodding his head like you know you're not supposed to do that and then he would actually come up to him and be like if you move again you're not supposed to be moving stop moving um, <clears throat> at one point um, he realized he didn't have like the right lens because of this situation that was going on so he, he snuck outside came back in with a different lens to put on one of his cameras and uh, he moved again and the usher told him like if you move again I'm gonna I'm gonna kick you out <laughs> I'm gonna forcibly remove you in front of everybody I'm gonna stop the whole ceremony you so, know there's nothing more disrespectful than somebody moving so I'll stop the whole ceremony and remove you from it because you know that's not disrespectful at all like geez dude he, he was being way jerk. yeah no seriously he was being way over and, and you know what like my friend um he didn't think he was in the wrong but at the same time this was his first wedding and this was his first like impression of shooting a wedding you know and he's like this is what i have to deal with i can't believe this like you know i had so many other things planned and now i feel like i'm not gonna have 
what I need for this video. And he already put a teaser together and, and it looks really, really great. And, 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 and he's actually really comfortable with the stuff that he did get. But, you know, I just told him, like, don't be discouraged by this because, like, he literally got, like, the worst case scenario. He got an usher that was an absolute dick and was, like, trying to stop who, who him. Who is this usher, too? Like, That's what I want to know, usher? man. Because ushers are typically chosen by the bride and groom, not appointed by the church. So, like, what's going on here? Well, I don't know. If, no, I you know, I'm saying usher, but... I, I think I mean like the coordinator of the church, you know, like the Catholic. I don't know. A Catholic church. I don't know how you guys do it. Or, I don't know. Like, you I guys... don't mean to be sexist wait, or anything, wait, wait, but wait, typically it's wait. like an old lady yeah, in that's her seventies. That's true. And uh, and you know what the worst thing in the world is when your bride and groom say their emergency contact for the entire day of the wedding is that person <laughs> who's only going to be there running the church for an hour and fifteen minutes. Sorry, that was a tangent. <laughs> Oh, that's true. You know what? In 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 my experience, that none of my couples kn like know that person really well, and then when they do, they you don't have a choice over that person. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. they're like, oh yeah, you guys are gonna come in, but you guys are only able to do this and this and this. And yeah, man, with Catholic ceremonies, you know, I get it, man. There's tradition in in the Catholic ceremony, but you know, they really feel like the ceremony itself is so important and and photography and videography is just like this back thing but in today's you know what ulysses mm. you you think a catholic ceremony is bad the very first wedding jen and i shot that very first one where i was doing video she's doing photo it was a mormon wedding oh don't get me started do you, do you know what happens at a mormon wedding mm -hmm. they walk into a building and that's <laughs> where you stop you stop when they cross wait you mean you don't get to go building. inside the temple <laughs> no not unless you're a mormon <laughs> yeah we've had our fair share of catholic ceremonies uh i got yelled at by the by the priest and um uh that's as worth worst as it's gotten um, I've had to sign waivers for Catholic ceremonies. Um, but even mm -hmm. then most of, most of the churches, I feel like, you know, they take their traditions serious. Um, but when you come in and you show a little bit of professionalism and you talk to the coordinator and the priest, you know, when we've had to shoot video, we talk to the priest and ask him to mic them up. And usually in that conversation, they kind of realize like, Hey, you know, these guys, know what they're doing i'm sure they've had plenty of photographers come in and run across the stage and do things that they're not supposed to do but when they realize like you know what you're doing they kind of let you do what <laughs> why are you looking at me like <laughs> i don't know uh, <laughs> you run across you run across the stage every time oh, i've never never <laughs> never ran across the stage i'm just assuming man like that's why they have those rules because some i photographer... mean i'm not gonna say anything negative about anybody but i did see a wedding video somebody shot recently where they had a shot from behind the bride and groom during the ceremony where they ran like behind with a gimbal and all i can think is why would you ever do that at, at a catholic ceremony no, it's like an outdoor oh. ceremony, but oh, still, okay. I've seen weddings stopped at outdoor ceremonies for that. Uh, the, the one of the last weddings we did, the bride specifically wanted me to do a photograph behind them for their first kiss with their uh, guests, you know, in behind them. So did you I, clear that with the priest first? 
it wasn't a priest. It was an outside wedding. And uh, he actually, when he said, you can now kiss a bride, he automatically moved out of the way and I got the kiss. So it just kind of, cool. wor- it just kind of worked out. Yeah. We've had some weddings like that where they request like shots yeah, from behind yeah. and that's cool if they request it, but I'm never going to do that. No, like, no, my own no, 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 no. I never would either. That was a, a, a request. And then at a Catholic ceremony, that wouldn't even, you can't even request that, man. <laughs> that's just not going to happen. <laughs> Have you ever had a wedding where the priest, preacher, pastor, whoever it is, asks you to come ahead of time, like a week or so ahead of time, so he Dude. can go over the rules with you and that's, tell you where you can and can't be. That's so funny, man. Um, at this wedding, no, not this wedding. Uh, one of our last weddings, that was a specific request. the 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 priest wanted the photographer to be there for the um, for the rehearsal, and um, he he wanted me there. But they they told me like, are you able to do that? And I'm like, you know what? It, the rehearsal was like on a Friday, and I had a wedding. I was like, I I can't be there for that. There's no way. Mm-hmm. But the bride and groom were like, don't worry about it. We thought that was kind of weird that that they were asking about that. They're like, we'll cover for you. Um, just and I told them, just let the priest know that I've done many Catholic weddings, and whatever specific request he has, I will follow their rules. You know what I mean? And he told him that, and we were and we were fine. But yeah, uh, at first that priest was adamant to have me at the rehearsal. They were, he asked a couple times before we were like, no, dude, that's not gonna happen. <laughs> now no, we don't get the time for that, man. And and it was like an hour and a half away from here. Like I don't mm. have the time. Even even if I did have the time for that. I'm not going to drive an hour and a half to watch a rehearsal and then talk to the priest for two minutes about where I should stand. I don't need that. We had a Greek Orthodox wedding and we had to go and meet with the priest ahead of time. And he dictated where we could and could not be during the ceremony. And what it basically all came down to is at Greek Greek Orthodox weddings, there are a bunch of things that happen where the best place to get the shots that you would want would be from behind where the uh, bridesmaids and the groomsmen are standing. So you're actually behind the bride and groom, you're behind the priest, and like you're shooting back at the bride and groom's face. Because they do like things where they like, uh, they put like a crown on their heads and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and so he wanted me to come in so he could tell me the rules. And what it basically came down to is I want one of the photographers to be up here to capture these specific moments and they need to stay in this place and they're not allowed to move the entire time. So you have to stand right behind the bridesmaids, just like you're one of the bridesmaids, basically. But you can take pictures. You're just not allowed to move left, right, anywhere. Like, you have to stand in one specific place. So we did it, and, like, everything turned out fine. Jen was the one who actually stayed up there and stood up there the whole time because it was like you can capture the bride coming down the aisle, then you move back there, and you're not allowed to move anymore. Um, And I was like, I didn't really need to go a few weeks in advance to talk with him for him to tell me that. But it was like, it was like, yeah, it's like 45 minutes away. It's kind of wasting my time. But it was just it was just kind of like, I get it. Like, I get why they want me there because they feel like we need to let photographers know you need to capture these shots for the couple because yeah. this is the only way to capture the shots is from this position. Yeah. But at our church, if you're in this position, you don't move, you don't do anything. 
So that was an interesting wedding. I wasn't allowed to be anywhere uh, past the very last person um, who is seated, which because of the way like the wedding was situated, it was like it was like basically like a semicircle, like the auditorium area yeah. where they were getting married. Yeah. And so like I could walk behind everyone on either side. But I'm pretty certain the priest only wanted me to be in like the the back part, not like walk up the <laughs> yeah. sides. But I totally walked up the sides. I didn't care. Uh, I got some dirty looks. It's okay. I think you just we, have to. I had a wedding. What? No, go ahead. I had a wedding recently. It was a Catholic wedding. I probably shouldn't share this story. I just shared this story, and it'll be <laughs> in the episode that goes out on wedding photo hangover on this. Sunday, the 28th. Um, so I was told by the the coordinator at this Catholic church I wasn't allowed to move once the wedding started. Yeah. I could stand at the front to get the bride walking down the aisle, and then I had to pick a spot and stay in that spot for the rest of the wedding. Um, and she clearly indicated with like her gestures the back of the church. Well, I went up to do the bride like coming down the aisle, and I was like, oh, the third row back doesn't have any guests, and there's no family sitting there. So I sat in the third row back <laughs> and I just shot from there the entire wedding. Oh my God. So I'd be closer and I could feel her eyes burning into the back of my neck the entire time. Did you get kicked and, out though? Uh, I didn't get kicked out. Oh, you're good. The priest you're looked good. at me a few times and he had like this smile on his face when he did. That was like, I know you did something wrong, but you kind of beat her system. So yeah, you're doing it cool. right. Like, you're doing yeah. it right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so it's it's like one of those weird instances where he's like, I kind of respect you, but you're also doing something wrong. But I kind of respect you. You know, I always so. I always go in those situations. Uh, you know, you gotta you gotta try to do the the right thing first. Like we we all break the rules at one point or another. But if you go in there with the right intention, we had a wedding. Uh, it was at an old historic Catholic church you know and right off the bat they sent me an email with a waiver that i had to sign with uh you know that i was going to follow all their standards and i mean Mm -hmm. this is normal to us so i was like yeah whatever you know here you go and i sent it off and when we got there i talked to did the the priest whistle at you when you got there is that also (laughs) normal in california that wasn't that one no 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 (laughs) But I, I got there and uh, I found the priest and I had a conversation with him. And right away, he, you know, it's just one of those things. If you talk to the priest and get to know them and uh, you ask him the right questions, uh, he told me, he's like, you know what? Yeah, in this church, you can't move around. You're going to have to be up front. Do you have a second photographer? And I was like, yeah, my wife is going to be in the back. And he said, okay, you're going to have a seat up front. In fact, I'll even have them put a chair for you because I don't really want you moving a whole lot. And I was like, okay, yeah, that's no problem. But then as soon as he realized, like, I was down to follow all the rules, he was like, I will give you, I'll give you a heads up, you know, when, when it's okay to do certain photos. And sure enough, Every time, like every time, every time there was like something specific going on, like like the rings, like the rings. He was doing the rings. He said, we're going to do the ring ceremony. And he would stop and he would look at me and go, come, come up here. This this is a good time. And, and he would have me come up real close and be like, we're going to do the rings right now. And he'd give me the chance to get like the perfect photos. And then he'd smile wistfully in your face and say, I love you. I love you. <laughs> 
this is an amazing moment for both of us. I've never connected with a photographer the way I'm connecting with you right now. I was trying to tell a really good story right now, but you just <laughs> messed everything up. <laughs> yeah. As long as you show people respect and you don't whistle at them. They will tell you they you love you. Back. Okay, to get back to my, my friend George's wedding. Uh, so he shot the ceremony. Mm-hmm. And uh, he did the best he could. He got in trouble... Uh, a couple times and uh, it, w- it was pretty funny like the the photographer there even even was laughing about it you know because every time it, it was his first wedding he was trying his hardest to be respectful but at the same time he didn't know the balance of being respectful and and getting the stuff that he needed so whenever he needed mm-hmm. to move he chose to move rather than be respectful and honestly like if I was in his situation I probably would have done the same thing. He he crossed the stage one time, <laughs> but after he explained it to me again, the usher was in the back the whole time. So it was either him going around the back and crossing the usher who would have told him not to cross or crossing the stage. I probably would have done the same thing. This is somebody who's never shot a wedding before. Exactly, 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 exactly. Uh, This is the reason why they have the crazy rules they have, because of your friend. Yeah, yeah, no, no. And I told him that. I was like, there's reasons why they have these rules. But at the same time, this usher was being like overprotective of the church. You know what I mean? Like uh, you could have just let him set up a tripod on the other side. I mean, you get both people's faces. He, he, you know, he was supposed to stay three pews back and he was in the back and he moved a couple pews forward, but he was still behind the back. And that was enough for the rush, the the usher to walk towards him and be like, you need to stay behind. Like, dude, I haven't done anything yet. You know what I mean? Like he was just being overprotective. So that was his problem with the church. Um, he showed me the footage that he got and, and honestly it worked out. He, he did okay. And I think for the kiss, here's, here's, here's my question. Yeah. Why does the ceremony footage matter? You got to get the kiss, bro. Yeah. That's the only thing that matters. So why was he moving around during the rest of the <laughs> ceremony? Who cares? Because he's, ne- you know what? He also has never been to a Catholic ceremony. So he didn't know yeah. where he needed to be for what. So every time something was happening, he thought something was happening. I need to be somewhere, you know, and that was that was his thought process. So it makes sense, you know, but now that he's been for, to for, it for listeners out there, what I'm getting at is the ceremony. A lot of people put a lot of like, uh, oh, I got to get the whole ceremony. It's got to be great. No. And the way like <laughs> films have gone these days is. Yeah. Basically, the ceremony does not matter. Yeah. The only thing that matters from it is the audio of the bride and groom's vows, in yeah. my opinion. Yeah. Uh, at least some people like to use audio of the priest or pastor. Yeah. And unless the priest or the pastor is like the father of the bride or the groom or the mother of the bride or the groom, if it's an officiant at a wedding or whatever, um, man, yeah, that comes off super sexist. Mm-hmm. Sorry about that, everybody. <laughs> um, but, you know, unless it's somebody who's related to them where, like, the story is actually going to be, like, a really good story or something, like, yeah. nothing that the priest or the pastor says really matters from the ceremony for your five-minute highlight clip or whatever you're going to give them. So what you really need to capture is you need to capture the vows. Because their vows do matter as long as it's like something they wrote to each other and not yeah. like, I'm just repeating exactly what the pastor or priest said. Because you want some audio to lay over. But like the rest of the ceremony, it's like n- nobody wants like a, 
in their highlight film, they, nobody wants like shots of the actual ceremony except for maybe like a wide shot, a few like one or two close-ups, and then like a shot of the first kiss. Yeah, like those are the things that matter. Those are the things that are important. And so it's kind of like. It sounds like your friend, like he didn't have a lot of experience with weddings, so he's trying to do like a bunch of different stuff to yeah. capture that as best he can because he's thinking of it in cinematic terms. Absolutely. But like, if yeah. you're out there listening to this and you're thinking to yourself, "How am I going to shoot like a wedding?" Just remember, like the things that are most important for like your highlight film, your reel, or whatever, are the things that you're going to do during portrait time yeah. and during the reception, more than likely. Oh yeah. Because um, like first dances are super important. Like that's a very cinematic motion like filled moment uh porsches are very important like that's probably where you're going to shoot like your slow-mo footage and get like cool stuff like that that you want to get like portrait time is kind of like you work with the photographer to try to figure out how can i be creative with my video during this time yeah and like the actual ceremony is just like it's so stiff it's so wooden unless part of your like video package is i deliver the full ceremony like you don't have to worry about getting like super awesome shots of the ceremony because like you're not going to use it yeah and I told him too, like it, in in his situation, I I think he handled it pretty good. You know, he moved a, around a lot more, but um, like in his situation, I would have had a camera just record, making sure to get like the first kiss. Um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have been too picky on 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 the angle if you couldn't get down the middle because the you know the usher didn't want you to set up right next to the fountain that's sitting in the back. Um, but I would have just found a, a good enough angle to get that. And, you know, when it comes to, when it comes to those situations, like it really comes down to what the church is, is allowing you to do. And mm-hmm. my contract states, you know, like you're, you're only liable for what you're able to do. So if the church says you can only, uh, have a camera in the back and stand on the side and not have any movement. Well, guess what? You're not going to have any cinematic movement during your ceremony because I wasn't allowed to do that. You know what I mean? So I make, I make the video work as best as it, as it can. Uh, I get the kiss. Um, I get them walking down the aisle and those are the shots that work for me. Everything else, I, I actually do set up uh, a second camera to record the kiss and some of the other things that are happening. Uh, and I'm able to to look at it from afar. And then with the camera that I'm at, I'm making sure I'm getting certain things. in the, When it comes to a, a, a Catholic ceremony, I'm getting like uh, some of the traditions like the, uh, what's it called, the... Uh, the rope ceremony where they put it around them, the rings, mm-hmm. the coins, like I get those things. Uh, but I'm not worried about the angle so much because um, I talked to him beforehand. Hey, if you're, if your church only allows me to be over here getting the footage, I'm, I'm going to get the best footage that I can from this angle. And that's all I was able to get. And that's not really my fault. You know what I mean? Yeah. Same, same comes with photography. Like if, if the church says, hey, you have to stand, you have to sit on the fourth pew, uh, you know, over here on the side and that's all you can get. Well, guess what? Like, hey, bride and groom, like I can only stand over here and get the photos of your kiss, of your rings, of your everything from right here. And that's all I was able to get. Like, it's not my fault. It was it was your church's decision, you know. Mm. And that's kind of talked about beforehand and, and, and in the contract that's at, at sometimes too. So I was being a little bit cynical when I said, all you need is a first kiss. Like 
you probably want the bride walking down the aisle. You want a reaction shot of the groom seeing the bride when she walks down the aisle, especially if they didn't have a first look. You want to get the ring exchange. You want to get the vows because if you're going to use audio from the vows, you want to cut to like a clip of them actually saying the vows before you start cutting back to like your other footage and stuff. Like, so there is stuff you need from the ceremony. I was just, I don't know, man. Really it sounds it sounds like really you're like. you're you're telling us that you're overdoing it at that point, you know? No, I'm waffling now. You know, I came down real hard on one end, and now I, I got to go back. I got to reel it back. You know, the other thing with with his wedding is that uh, he asked for, so uh, he asked for a schedule ahead of time, and they told him that they were going to give him a schedule. They did not. Uh, the day of the wedding, they gave him a couple text messages of when to expect certain things, but it was not an itinerary that he he really didn't have an itinerary. He didn't know when the wedding was supposed to start. He knew what time he was supposed to be at the ceremony, uh, but that's it. He didn't know when everything was supposed to start. They didn't give him any details. Same thing for the wedding itself. In fact, um, they hired a photographer and... Um, the bride told him like, Oh, we're going to go with our photographer to do these epic photos for an hour and a half on this hill, but you don't need to come for that. And he was like, you know, he was so stressed out. He was like, I need to make something for you guys. I want to come to, to that. Of course I want to come to that, you know? Yeah. He went, did he go? He went, he went, he went, he went, but he had, he had to like, he, (laughs) he had to like, plead to go you know what i mean like please let me go give me the address and 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 he was able to go and he got some stuff over there but um you know one of the things i told him was like you know this this was uh uh you can get some good weddings with a low budget but the the wedding was a low budget and uh i mean sometimes this is kind of what you get like there's low preparation you know you got to kind of make do with what you have with with what you get, you know what I mean? And he was expecting a lot more because he's been listening to podcasts. He's been listening to me talk about what he should do. He's been taking listening to other people. And then he walks into this, you know, low budget wedding and they, they don't care about a lot of things. And he's like, what the heck am I supposed to do with this situation? And really all I told him was like, you're, you're supposed to do the best that you can do. And, uh, honestly, after watching his stuff, that couple's going to get, something much better than they could have ever gotten with anybody else. You know what I mean? So, and mm-hmm. and he should know that as well because he, he knows his craft and he's, and he's giving a quality product too. Okay. I got one more for you, man. Okay. Uh, what do you do when relatives start taking over family photos and the bride and groom do nothing about it? I'm sure you've been in that situation. We've, you know, we've had, uh, right after the ceremony, that's usually when we do family photos and, uh, uh, we're, we're pretty, uh, specific about having our bride and groom giving us uh, a list of which family photos they want. Uh, and we tell them if they give us a list, we're able to go through them faster and, uh, and we're able to get to the bridal party photos and their romantics quicker if we have this list. And then anybody else after that, we can do them at the reception, you know. Oh, that is perfect, perfect situation for me. Uh, one of the relatives tries to take out the photos, and uh, I just take my camera off my neck, you walk them. up to them, <laughs> I give them my camera, and I say, awesome, you're going to be the photographer. 
I'm going to stand in for you for all the photos. If you, if you want to take control of this, that's on you. Yeah, no, this okay. is going to be awesome. I was really hoping I could be in all these family photos today. And this is just like the greatest situation for me. So we had a wedding one time where the, it was the groom's grandmother, the bride's grandmother, they tried to dictate how things were going to go during family photos. Yeah. And the bride made it known to Jen that she didn't want things to happen like that. She had written out what she wanted to happen and how it needed to go. And so Jen was just like, hey, look, this is how we're going to do things. Um, this is how I want people to be. And the grandmother was like, no. So, so the grandmother, now that the car left, the grandmother was like, uh, I want all the grandchildren up front by me. Oh and it was like, no, like they want their like their kids with them in the photo not up by you like i don't like this is a weird like it, it's kind of normal request yeah. for grandma they have so like jen but jen had to like step in and be like no, like the this is what they wanted and everything and so it was just kind of like one of those situations where it's like hey we have to step in because the bride wants something different than what the grandmother wants and these photos aren't for the grandmother they're for the bride and groom the grandmother didn't pay for them and um the grandmother at this wedding she threw like she she had like a tantrum um oh and like started crying <laughs> and saying that nobody cared about her and like stormed off wow. and it was a very awkward and weird situation for us and uh Jen then had to like shoot the rest of the photos with like this grandmother who like had tried to like take over and like yeah. didn't end up taking over cuz you know what she wanted wasn't what the bride and groom wanted and we had to put her foot down yeah. and then like, you know, cried and walked away. And, um, we like finally, they finally got her like back and like got the rest of the photos done. And then we went to the reception and this is one of those weird receptions where they seat you at the tables, um, instead of having like a vendor table for you and the rest of the vendors and the table they seated us at was the <laughs> table that her grandmother was at. <laughs> Oh my god. Jen and I looked at each other. We looked at the table and then we just walked to the other side of the building and started asking people at tables, Hey, is that seat open? Is that oh seat open? God. Until we found open seats and sat down in them so that we didn't have to be seated by this lady who we had made cry in front of like all of her children and oh grandchildren and stuff. <laughs> and I mean, I say we made cry, but like you took her aside and you said, yeah. you're not going to ruin this wedding day. Are you? It's not going to be. <laughs> exactly. If you ruin this no, day, was... I'm going to quit my job right now. That's what you told yeah. her, right? <laughs> exactly. No. So after I got done with all that, um, she still wasn't budget. It was actually, I remembered correctly or incorrectly. It wasn't the bride's grandmother; it was the groom's grandmother. And the groom said something to her, and that was like it was. It wasn't actually what Jen and I said that made her cry. It was what the groom said that made her cry. Where he's like, "Hey, just get over it," and like, "You need to do this photo or whatever." Um, yeah. So it was just a awkward day for the rest of the day for us because, like, I mean, she's a grandmother. She's gonna be there for the rest of the day. She yeah. wants to be like. She's going to be dancing. She's yeah. going to be playing with the grandkids, her grandkids, you know, the bride and groom's nieces and nephews and stuff. And 
But I mean, we made the best of it, and we got a five star review from the Brennan Group. So <laughs> it's all about that five star. It's all about that five star review, man. <laughs> That's all that matters. I said that, but it was one of those things where it's like, oh my gosh, will they please give us one, or are they gonna hate us for the rest of their lives because oh we made their God. grandma cry? Dude, it, but, uh, it, it comes down no, to the bride they, and groom and what they decide. It was, it was super awkward, and we got apologies from the bride and groom for the way the grandmother acted and from all of the bride and grooms, like aunts and uncles on the groom's side and yeah. the mom and dad. Yeah. Like, they all apologized, and it was like, okay. So, like, everybody kind of was like they, – they realized what was going on, and, like, yeah. nobody really blamed us. But, like, still to this day, when Jen and I think back about it, we both kind of feel bad about it still. Like, yeah. Like, we, we don't ever but want somebody to feel like they're not being heard and they're yeah. not being, uh, you know, welcomed. And, like, the things that they want aren't important. Like, we yeah. don't ever want that yeah. to happen. I so f- I feel like, you on that one, it man. It still sucks to this day. Yeah. But at the same time, it's kind of like, at some point in time, like, you kind of have to just be like, this is how we're doing things. Yeah. And yeah. Thankfully for us, like, yeah. the groom was able to say, like, Grandma, no, but... You know what? When we we ultimately leave leave things up to the bride and groom. I mean, it's their day. It's you know they're they're the ones that hired us for the oh, job. Okay, so you just put all the stress and the pressure on the bride and groom and say take care of the situation. Absolutely. But uh, what <laughs> so I was gonna Jen say <laughs> on several occasions to the bride, um, when we've had problems with yeah. family members yeah. who like don't want to do something for photos or whatever, she has said several times to the bride, "Hey." I'm okay being the bad guy today. If you need me to go in there and yeah. tell your sister, your mother, your mother-in-law, your sister-in-law, your bridesmaid, whoever, if you need me to go in there and tell them this is not happening, whatever you want to happen that the bride and groom don't want to happen, yeah. if you need me to go in there and say, like, it's not going to happen, I'm 100% fine doing that for you. And uh, thankfully, that has never <laughs> once resulted in the bride being like yes i need you to do that because that's a one-star review <laughs> yeah but, but but jen's a badass so that's kind of cool too i feel like you can you can follow up that one one star review with uh jen is a badass in that situation <laughs> just comment back just comment uh, back for your one star review. Uh, what actually happened jen was badass. uh jen's a badass <laughs> that's kind of stuff is so stressful though and it honestly like Jen handles it incredibly well because she is the sort of person who's like, I will take care of this for the yeah. bride if it needs yeah. to be taken care of. Yeah. I will say no. I will say we're not yeah. doing that. And there's only been like one or two weddings where she's actually had to like come down and just be like, um, no, actually, we need to shoot the photos this way yeah. because of the way the sun is facing right now. And if we shoot it this other way you're not going to be able to see any of this stuff that you claim like is super important to you that you need to see. Yeah. So we need to shoot it this way because the light's better and you're going to look better. And if we shoot it the other way, you're not going to see the stuff like in the background that you say is super important because we're in the shade right now and it'll be blown out by the sun anyway and stuff like that. And like, oh man, it's just those situations are so stressful because you know when it's family members, like it's super important. And it might not be super important to the bride or groom, but it's super important to your business and yeah, going forward yeah. well, because we, yeah. family members are more likely to leave a bad review yeah. if something goes wrong. Like a random wedding guest is not likely to like look you up on the internet and like leave you a bad review. Yeah. But like the aunt or grandma or somebody, yeah. 
they might they might actually do it. Yeah. So it's like you have to like explain to them like, oh no no, no. like I've been doing this for you know eight years, ten years, whatever. Yeah. Like I um I've shot for all these different magazines or what. Like you have to kind of like go yeah. out and like impress them, and at the same time like you can't be like. I know so much more than you. I'm the greatest ever. You know nothing. Which is like, what you would do without Jan, like, of course. <laughs> I would uh, put my monocle, my top on, and I'd walk over to them and like the monopoly. Yeah, exactly. You know nothing about wedding photography. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. Um, yeah. So Jen, Jen's. <laughs> much more she is a diplomat you know but you have to you have to be that way you have to you know we we do leave stuff up to the bride and groom like for the most part if we've dealt with the bride and groom the whole time then we're not afraid to tell the bride and groom like hey this is what's going on we're losing a, a bit of time this is what you had scheduled uh what do you want to do whatever you want to do i can adjust for that and 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 make it work you know if you want me to be the bad guy in this situation i'll do it i don't i don't mind if that's what the bride and groom is asking me to do uh, if, if it's like the parents ask, if, if it's the parents like paying for it, that's another thing that happens. Uh, same thing. We'll talk to the bride and groom and be like, Hey, this is the situation. Um, also it's your parents asking for this situation who are paying for, for everything. Like, tell us how you want us to handle it. Because at the same time, we're still, um, we still, we still want to go with whatever our our quote-unquote clients want to do and our quote-unquote clients your parents are, might be are paying for it but yeah. you're the ones who signed the contract exactly not your parents exactly so, yeah uh, yeah yeah it's our, their wedding contracts day. with you yeah and we're gonna do what you yeah. want not yeah. what your parents yeah. want all right steve tell tell everybody where they can find you on the interwebs on the interwebs mm-hmm. you can find me at steven van elk it's just my name on instagram and twitter you can also find me most of the time at Jen Van Elk Photo on Instagram and Twitter because <laughs> I run most of the social media for my wife and I's business mm-hmm. slash her. It's kind of her personal account, too. <laughs> she doesn't have like a Finsta or anything. It's just just that account. That's her when I'm not posting brand stuff for it. Perfect, man. Well, uh, thanks for coming on. I oh uh, oh wait, should oh. I should I also plug my podcast? Oh, you can yeah. also find me at the smart. Wedding Photo Hangover Podcast. Uh, that's Wed Pick Hangover on Twitter or Wedding Photo Hangover on Instagram and Facebook. Mm-hmm. We have an awesome Facebook group at Wedding Hangover where you can come hang out and just decompress from the last weekend you had shooting weddings. Yeah, and you're not lying about that, man. You got. Uh, a great uh, uh, support team following you guys over there. I love going into the group and uh, talking smack with everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Not talking smack, but everyone's got something really good to say, man. And everyone's super supportive of your guys' podcast. I love your guys' podcast. I love everything you guys are doing with it. Um, So yeah, go over and follow the Wedding Photo Hangover. Thanks for being on the podcast, man. I really appreciate it. I had a blast tonight. Thank you so much for having me. (laughs) 
And that's it, guys. Thanks for listening to another episode. I hope you enjoyed this two-part series with uh, Stephen Van Elk. Uh, Steve is a pretty good friend of mine. Um, we talk about uh, photo and video stuff all the time. Um, so it was really good to sit down with him and uh, just talk about all these different situations that, that, that could happen at a wedding. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, if you guys have any questions for me or you want to reach out to me, um, you can find me on Instagram at Wedding Photo Podcast. You can also find me on Twitter at Del Toro Photo. And if you guys are enjoying this podcast, please remember to stop what you're doing. Scroll down to the bottom. Leave me a five-star rating. Leave me a review. Let me know what you think about the podcast. Um, your ratings, your reviews makes this podcast more discoverable for others to find. So, yeah, that's it, guys. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode, and we will see you on the next one. <laughs>